You've heard it before, but you're going to hear it again. This may be, along with January 2020, the most pivotal week of our lives. And I mean that from a broad sense, whether you are 75 or 15. Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Let's kick it off and rock and roll. Thomas Miller with you. Thanks for joining us. We do have a lot to talk about. If you are new around here, thanks for joining us. You found us at a really good time. We talk about the alignment of the planets in the sky on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, and sometimes a bonus episode on the weekends. We have a lot to cover today, and as I am recording this right now, if I run out of time... I am going to do a sequel version. So what I'm intending to do is in our normal amount of time to cover what we need to cover. And then if we run over, we'll do an extra episode. Okay, here's where we start. Obviously, we have at 1116 and where I'm sitting on the planet at 11 seconds, 111611. How do you like that? We are having a full solar eclipse. Now, this will not be visible anywhere in the northern hemisphere. It only cuts a swath through the Pacific Ocean, the southern Pacific, across South America and into the southern Atlantic, basically. However, it is going on in the sky, and whether your eye can see it or not doesn't matter that the energy is there. It is. Now, all of the times I'll be giving are eastern times, so just set your conversion calculator accordingly. I talked a lot about the structural composition of this on Friday. So if you missed Friday's episode, that's where you get it. I'm not going to regurgitate that because we have too much else to cover. And the primary thing that I wanted to focus on, and I'm going to call it right now, we are going to go into overtime. So there will be another episode today. The moon is out of bounds today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Now, we've never talked about that here, and we probably should have, but we're talking about it today because it is a big deal in today's chart. So what is an out-of-bounds moon? So think if you were out in space and you were looking at the Earth, and our equator literally had a plane, a line, an opaque line coming right out from it in all directions, and you could see exactly where our equator extended out into space. So you have... The polar caps, right, that's the top and bottom of the Earth. The Earth is obviously tilted, 23 and a half degrees. So you've got the top and the bottom, and then you've got this middle section, right, this sphere cutting through the middle. Well, that's the zero line. Well, you look over and you see that the moon is way up high, and it's like almost up at the top. Well, from that perspective, that's what we're talking about is out of bounds. It's basically the latitudinal position of the moon. I'm talking about the moon. It can be other planets, but I'm not going to go into that much detail, right? So the moon can be what's considered out of bounds. Well, where is that? Well, if the equator is zero, out of bounds begins, and there's some question, people don't agree on exactly the number, but 23 degrees and about 26, 27, 28 minutes is where the moon is considered out of bounds. What are the characteristics of an out-of-bounds moon? We'll elaborate more on this in the extra episode, including some examples of some of the various things that show up around an out-of-bounds moon. But basically, it's the moon saying, do you remember that 
1970s song from country singer Johnny Paycheck that was Take This Job and Shove It. I ain't working here no more. You remember that? That was probably written under an out-of-bounds moon. (laughs) The moon becomes Uranian or Aquarian from that essence. And it takes on this, I don't play by nobody's rules. Badges? I don't need no stinking badges. So, I mean, that's the idea. And it can show up, and we'll talk about examples of this here in a little bit on the next version, but choosing to leave, fleeing a situation, groundbreaking, genius kind of paradigm-shifting creations, breaking out of social constraints, sociopathic behavior, zany characters, theological outlaws, people who break the rules spiritually. So again, we'll carry this conversation into overtime, but the moon is out of bounds for three days this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you take everything that we talked about on Friday with Mars and Neptune and the setup and in fire, and then you add a moon that is just basically gone wild, wonky, and that combines with the other big piece. This eclipse is basically the oracle or the herald or the predecessor to this enormous conjunction between Saturn and Jupiter on Monday. And the biggest piece is that every time Jupiter and Pluto have conjoined for the last couple of hundred years, with a few exceptions, has been in an Earth sign. From now on, it's going to mostly be in air signs for the next couple of hundred years. So we're shifting from earth to air. Now, there are some technicals that we'll talk about tomorrow. Really, the shift began in 1980. But from here on, we are definitely turning the corner. So we're going to be leaving earthy-related things like what happened in the last 200 years. Let's say the Great Industrial Revolution, Earth. What about cars and planes traveling around the earth? The real estate boom since World War II. We have the focus on protecting our planet. We humans have not been so kind to our environment, have we? And you can think of other Earth-related areas of our history. Well, we're getting ready to shift into the age of air. But you could look back to 1980 because that was really the tipping point, the beginning. It was kind of like the band that comes out before the big act, you know, the warm-up. Well, that's what we've been in is that phase. But look at what happened. The Internet. In the 1980s, the Internet became public. So there's this big shift toward technology. The other thing about air, and we talked about this on Friday, but I just need to set the context of this. And it's very moon out of bounds related, too, by the way. No accident that during the oracle event, the eclipse of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, that the moon is out of bounds as we're moving into air. It's that paradox between don't tell me what to do and societal control. So will those technological advances ultimately result in less freedom, more universality, In other words, more borders collapsing, basically, because think about Aquarius, think about the 11th house. It is about all of the people, not some of the people. Well, if that happens, how do you manage it? Under Earth, that would have been military, right? But under air, that becomes technology. 
Anyway, you can see the picture there. We'll throw this into overtime, but I also wanted to mention the keywords. And for the whole week, they actually look quite favorable. Things like, oh, this is great. For this morning, early, especially before about noontime Eastern, love at first sight. Woo, where did that one come from? (laughs) Also, chance, I think of ABBA. Chance, chance, take a chance, take a chance. And then change. Boy, we, you know, that's that paradigm has been with us. Relationship. So see, there's this relationship thing. And I'm hearing so many still stories of changes in relationships. Well, there's the energy. And then it turns to things like success, happiness, encounter, marriage, friendship. And then we have the shadow sides, illusion, disillusion, crisis, surprise. And with a few changes, that's pretty much what shows up for the rest of the week. But we'll continue to carry that theme forward as well. All right. I will see some of you in overtime. Otherwise, we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one. We've got a busy week in the sky.